0: Empire
1: Hello and welcome to my podcast Coming to you from Redskins training camp in Richmond, Virginia I have Yahoo's Kimberly Martin with me today She used to cover the Redskins for the Washington Post And she's in town writing about the Redskins' This week, and she's had some interesting columns, and I want to talk to her about those. And then also, receiver Cam Sims. Last year's training camp standout then got hurt during the season. Finally, I have several thoughts for you on what I observed early in training camp. But first, my interview with Redskins receiver Cam Sims. How tough was last year for you? Because you kind of come out of nowhere in camp, you get to the season, and that first game, that's it. How tough was that?
0: Uh, Very tough. Uh, Just asking why me and stuff like this, so I just had to get over that. How long did it take you to get over that? Uh, A couple weeks uh, because, well, it was kind of like every time I seen the Redskins play, so it was like when I kind of got over it, I just had to work and what like were you were you able to watch every game? Would you have to turn it off sometimes? Or? Yeah, sometimes I had to turn it off. Really? and go do something else.
1: Well, because you're, it was an ankle, right? And so there was a chance that you could have come back, yeah. correct? So did you were you ever in your mind thinking that you would be back last
0: yeah. year? I mean, I was training to come back. Right. So I mean, like I knew I was gonna be able to come back, or I wouldn't go be able. So like they told me, so I was just training, like I would go be able to come back. You know? Do you know how big a fan favorite you were becoming last summer in nah, camp? I kind of. I mean, I kind of don't pay attention to it. Uh, <laughs> I would be just trying to stay focused on my uh, my playbook and stuff like this. So nah, I really didn't.
1: But I think, cause I never say that, because like people would see you make some big catches, and so they're like, well, who is Cam Sims? What? Where's he coming from? And can he do this in the season? What were you thinking as you were going through last summer? Like, oh. of yourself.
0: Uh, I was just like, I was just ready to ball, for real, just taking it day by day, uh, getting ready for the season and trying to work.
1: And how, you know, But did you start to, like, did you start to picture yourself like, oh my gosh, maybe I can do X, Y, or Z this year?
0: Yeah, uh, I was doing, when, I was, when it was coming during the season, the game coming, I was just like, uh, if the opportunity presented itself, I was just going to be able to do my job. I mean, I know, of course, I feel like I can do whatever I want to do on the field, so I was just waiting for the opportunity.
1: What did you feel that you were able to show that led them to keep you, and then bring you back this year?
0: Uh, they just trusted me that I, uh that I would go get back 100% and to come back this year and do what I was do better than I did last year. Last year. The word I always heard
1: about you with you with him, the people here, will be he's really talented, but he's raw. He's raw. What does that mean in terms of receiver? Like, what did that mean for you? Because that's what that's what you kept hearing, it's like talented, but. You know, he's got to do, you know, we're going to get him this, we're going to get him that, but you know what I mean? I think some of that was tempering oh, expectations yeah. too. Uh,
0: Brian's headed to the podium. Uh, I really don't know what, what raw mean, but the uh, only thing I can say is uh, just learn a little bit more. So I guess that's what I can say. What have you
1: been learning? What did you learn this offseason? What were you working on?
0: Uh, Last year I knew X and Z, now I'm kind of learning the uh, zebra, I mean, not zebra, the slot man. Slot. slot. Yeah.
1: Would you like to play that more? Because that you know, it seems like it's always the little guys in yeah. there. Big guys can do a lot of damage inside
0: there. Yeah, so, I mean, if the opportunity comes, I feel like I can do it.
1: Why Why is that? What do you What do you feel you can offer from a slot position?
0: Uh, just a big body uh, to go against the linebackers, the safeties, and stuff like that because they used to go against the smaller guys.
1: What do you, in terms of just being an overall receiver, not just a position-wide, but just being a receiver, what kind of little things were you working on this offseason?
0: Uh, getting in and out my breaks because, uh, you know, I had the anchor injury, so it was just right. really just – getting in and out of my work for real.
1: Is it, and how do you feel you are there? Oh, I'm back. So good. what do you what are you looking at for this year? Because there's a lot of questions about this receiver core, I'm sure you know. What are you expecting for yourself?
0: Uh, Just to do better than I did last year, for real. Because last year I was good enough to make the 53. Now I'm trying to be a guy that's playing on the field. And what do you feel you have to show to do that? Shit, that I'm back healthy. Do you think that'll be as simple as that? Uh. I guess so. I yeah. hope so.
1: <laughs> you know so like, that'll be it. But what do you feel like if you're healthy, what kind of receiver will we see in Cam Sims?
0: Uh big body receiver that that make contested catches, uh fast receiver that can catch the deep ball.
1: And where where do you feel like even like last year, where do you feel you are better? Even even though you missed here, year, where do you feel you're better? Uh
0: shit. I guess in and out am my first cuz I worked yeah. on that so much. Did you? Yeah.
1: And do you do you notice a difference already with that? Yeah, kind of. Did, was there a play where you saw that like did you juke somebody that you
0: saw? <laughs> nah, not yet. Okay. I'm just training. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just when you're training yeah. so
1: okay. Is it more about like is it more how your body is when you're coming out of the breaks or what what is it? Why do you feel
0: you're quicker though? Uh, just my when you getting out in and out of the break, you got to bend. But especially for a tall guy, you got to bend at the knees and stuff like that so just that when
1: you know again people kind of they didn't know what you could do last year because at Alabama you didn't get all those chances did you ever hear from anybody Alabama after the what they saw from last summer saying well oh, maybe we should have thrown the ball to
0: you a little bit more I mean they they were saying that when I was at Bama okay Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean but everybody at Bama knew like who knew who I was so it was just really we had just other guys that can do other things so it was there so I mean it is I mean Everybody knew what I could do. What
1: when you talk about last year, how tough it was? How did you get through that? Did somebody help you? Did you like? How did? How did Darius? When we were talking to Darius about then He said he learned that he was a mentally strong person. How did you
0: get through your situation? My daughter. She helped me with a lot of things that she don't even know she helped me with. How so? Uh, just her looks. I see her every day. How old is she? Three. Three?
1: Yeah. Oh, see, that's a fun age, too. Yeah. I, I love that age from when my kids were that age. So, like, you, was it just a matter of just playing with her and getting you?
0: Yeah, just to see her smile each and every day. And I see her smile. I mean, all my problems go away.
1: That's, that's great. Cam, good luck this year. Appreciate your time. Thanks. After this break, I'll be back with Yahoo's Kimberly Martin. We'll be talking about Jay Gruden and the hot seat. Now, I'm here with my old pal, Kimberly Martin, (laughs) at training camp. The first day of training camp. And Kimberly makes it here from Yahoo, Mm -hmm. where she is now working. So, Kimberly, first, thanks. But why the Redskins Redskins. first?
2: (laughs) That's a great question. That's a question that all of you guys had. Um, You know... I figure, why not come back to where it started for me last season, last <laughs> training camp? Um, was it that only was my a year fir- ago? Yeah, it was only a year ago. That was my first Redskins camp, and I can't, I can't quit you. So <laughs> really, I'm not here for the team. I'm just here for you, Kime. So.
1: But is there something intriguing with this team that you that you when you looked them? Because like, listen, there's not not a lot of national pundits there's coming through sexiness, here just yet. Yeah. They're going to save this team for later. So why for you, what was intriguing? Well,
2: I figure. I'll start, and then the rest of the national opponents will <laughs> come. Um, they'll follow my lead. No, I just think the Redskins always have something going <laughs> on, good or bad. And I think if you're a Redskins fan, there is plenty to be optimistic about, just because it's training camp, so right. everybody's, everybody's zero-zero. Um, but you have guys coming back um just he's been able to ingratiate himself into this fan base and into this area and he hasn't even played right. a meaningful snap that's impressive um you you deal with the Alex Smith that injury and now you have Dwayne Haskins if you're a Redskins fan you're looking at him like could this be the right. guy he's got a lot of intangibles he's huge yes, he is. um so y- you're already hoping like okay we've got the cornerstone at quarterback right um but of course there are a lot of there are a lot of you know, red flags uh, on offense and yes. the offensive line. And where's Trent? When is he coming back? Jay, you know, he's he's running out of time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. And we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so yeah, but there's a lot of storylines here that I think um, the Redskins may, may not have the sexiness that you will see in Kansas City or Oakland or Arizona, but um, they're still intrigued
1: with Jay. and You had the column on Jay today and his situation, how he handles it with humor and all that. What, you know, I mean, did you see anything different from Jay than when you were here last that is, year?
2: That is quintessential, quintessential Jay. Uh, if there is a well-timed, one-liner, zinger that he's got to get off, he's going to be that comedian, right? And it's in some ways, it's good to see because really, <laughs> when you think about the situation he's in, it is not... One that inspires a lot of confidence. Um, no. if, if, because it's year six, he has no answers. As no. you were in the press conference yesterday when we were asking him questions about Trent, and it's like, yeah, I haven't talked to him. Yeah. I'm not really sure. And it, it's not—he's not doing the contract. He's not no. in the front office, you know, negotiating deals. He's not the one that has to talk to these agents. He just has to coach the guys that are here. He says he doesn't want to use the word hope, but. Uh, Yeah, he he has to be hoping that Trent comes sooner than later. Um, so, yeah, there's just a lot of question marks. And really, he's choosing between a rookie quarterback, a longtime backup, and then a journeyman. Right. You know, that's not after after the team went out and signed who they thought was going to be right. their veteran guy, the guy that everybody was excited about in Alex Smith. So, Jay has no, really, all you can do is laugh and, and smile. Well
1: But do you see, like, because you covered him enough to get a feel for him. Did you see a different guy or the same guy? Because he, did, he was kind of loose yesterday.
2: He was loose. I think. That is, that is Jay publicly. Yes. He is never going. I mean, he was real enough to say, look, there are high expectations here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the Redskins is the best coaching job ever. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's know, some that's, d- a little bit a of nice a That's a nice buttering yeah. up uh, <laughs> for the front office. But, I mean, he's real about the fact that he knows the expectations are high and they haven't met him. He hasn't met them as a head coach. And some of it, it's not fair to him, given the right. injuries and everything that this team has been through. But at the end of the day, he said it, you are what your record is. Um, and that's that's the truth in the NFL. And he can't run from that.
1: No, he can't. And I mean, I honestly, there, you could express some surprise that in year six, given the last couple years, and I know the injuries, but the record and the history of the franchise with nobody lasting this long, that there's a little bit of surprise that he's still here.
2: Yes, and here's what I find intriguing about the Redskins because Jay's in year six. They have a rookie quarterback in Haskins you would think with Haskins the goal is long term. So uh, you as an organization, you want to help put this kid in in the best situation to succeed, but does that line up with Jay Gruden's timeline? If the front office is saying, hey, if this kid shows improvement, if you get him primed to be the starter for good, then okay, we can we can ride with you as head coach. Right. But if this team struggles, if if we don't see Haskins, or if we, worse, if we do see Haskins right. and he struggles, what do you do with Jay Gruden? Right. Is he the guy? What about Jay gives you the confidence that says this is the guy that can turn this franchise, this team, get all these pieces together and build with this young kid? And right. I don't know if you're a Redskins fan. I don't. I don't know. You've got it's it's pretty much hope. It is, and it's like <laughs> it's funny
1: because you're six you should know. You and should I think know. if yes. you're saying you don't know, then maybe you do. know. No. And that's so that which is why they better win this year. And so, the, but isn't that a hard
2: thing? That is the hard. truth. But isn't that hard when you have Ke- your options are? Yeah, hmm, it's very Case hard. Keenum, yeah, like Colt McCoy and Dwayne Haskins. A kid, you don't. The Redskins will do significant damage if they push Haskins out yeah, there absolutely. before he's actually ready.
1: And this, this is absolutely. Listen, if they can do whatever they want with Jay after the season. Mm-hmm. There are still issues here mm-hmm. that would make it hard to then have another coach come in and win. So that's why it's like it's never all on the coach, no. especially here.
2: Think about, and it may sound like I'm killing Jay, but I'm not. Think about the whole Kirk Cousins um, contract situation, the R- RG3 thing, all, all that drama, all the contract stuff. Then you have, you know, Alex, they finally get Alex, he gets hurt. It's It's been a lot. It's been a lot, and some of the stuff is out of Jay's control. But at the end of the day, as the head guy, it's
1: on him. Absolutely. There are two other guys Darius Guys. I forgot I would, wanted to ask about him because you wrote an in depth profile mm-hmm. on him a year ago at this time. Yep. And so you know him from you know the roots, where he comes from, and all that. How is that going to play out as he recovers from the ACL and what he can? Because like, there's always the question about coming back from the ACL. You know him. What do you think?
2: Well, my, I, I wonder with Darius if he is going to try so hard to prove that he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that the greatest thing? You know, that, that he had a, a great run in that preseason game against the Patriots in which he got hurt. Right. It was beautiful. Beautiful. It was quintessential. This is, yes. this is what Darius can bring to this team. Absolutely. And then you see him laying there, and you're just like, oh, here we go. Um, the, but despite everything he's been through, the, the tough upbringing – Um, which I've, you know, we've all kind of written about the tough upbringing in Louisiana and and losing his father and and sort of back and forth and and the low draft pick, um, you know, falling to the second round. You know, he's been through a lot, but the fact that he always has a smile on his face, the fact that fans see that he's got this um, effervescence and energy and you just want to be around him, I think that personality has helped in his recovery and having guys like Chris Mm -hmm. Thompson and just having Adrian Peterson here, I yes, mean, absolutely. just seeing like, okay, they brought in this guy; he's got stuff left in the tank yes, too. Yes, he does. So there is that competitive nature, like, okay, I want to, I want to reclaim my spot, but but in a in a healthy competitive way. Absolutely. So so, you know, he is a bright spot if he can stay healthy. If this because this offense is really,
1: they kill him. It's they the Achilles him. heel of this yeah. team.
2: Defense, you think they're going to be good? Right. They could be top ten, good, top five if. Everything.
1: If everything, which which isn't always an if, yeah, if <laughs> big, yeah. but fun. I do think with Darius he could provide something they, they they don't have right now, which is a home run threat in the run and the pass game. And he's more than willing
2: anything. to pass block. He's yes. a big kid who's a running who put me on the field any in any capacity I want to help. He so, plays with
1: a passion, and yeah. I I think it's you know I think it's it's fun to watch guys like that, which is why he's I think won over a lot of fans yep. here in addition to the fact that he's always available to them and he's always available on social media. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder. I t- <laughs> yeah, sometimes. but you know, it's you know, that's okay. That's that's his that's his thing and that's fine. Another player Josh Norman, you wrote a profile on him last year for Yahoo just on his off-field stuff and that was a big thing this offseason for him was all the off-field off-field pursuits and it's not all like trying to make money all that it's doing other things, it's living his mm-hmm. life. Um, do you think that he's trying still trying to find that balance cuz he a couple years Ago when he was doing Dance with Stars, still making he still made it there for OTAs this year, went the other way. But you know, you did that story. Yeah, did you?
2: you know, Josh, I think Josh is in a at a place in his life and career where he's sort of like, okay, do I have, do I have, I've proven myself on the field, mm-hmm. right? You know, I've garnered the big contracts, like I've proven myself, I've, you know, worked my way up from bottom man on a roster to being number one quarterback, right? Um, I think he's focused on who am I, Josh Norman, as a person, which which is great. Right. It's interesting because last year, you know, i have gone to California when he was shooting the pilot um, for a TV show that he was doing, and he got criticized by D'Angelo Hall, right, um, for not being focused and wanting to be Hollywood, Hollywood and a TV star. You know, I think it's a it's a slippery slope when we try to t- take take. Three dimensional people and make them one dimensional and say, right. well, you have to be football always. You see this with Le'Veon Bell in yeah. New York, too. You know, that's that's a hard thing because they can't, they are people. The same yeah. way you go home, yeah. you're not, you don't just walk around like I'm John Kyme, maybe you do. Well, I actually do. So that's, <laughs> it drives my kids nuts,
1: but yeah, use somebody else. <laughs> you know,
2: it, it's, it, there are other aspects to your personality and other things you want to do in life. So, I credit Josh for the stuff he's, I mean, in Flint. I wrote about him and DeMario Davis going to Flint and um, handing out bottles of water and going, yeah, to San Antonio last year. So he's done a lot. The thing, what I find interesting is that Gruden always has something to say about Josh. He does, he does. And it's just, it skirts the line of like, does he really... Is Jay likes really? to get his
1: point across through yes, humor sometimes. Exactly. And that's that's exactly
2: a, especially when he said, you know, early this offseason, like we expect Josh to be superstar. I mean and, and if you're Josh and you I know and I know Josh is, is sensitive and I don't mean that in a negative way, but I I know that comments do get back to him very quickly Jeff. and he does take them to heart. So so I'm curious how the the, yeah. the you know he, he does he avoids contact uh, yeah. line from yesterday in the bull bull jumping. I, I I'm curious how. I he would took be. That. I am <laughs>
1: curious too to see. All right, so Kimberly, last question here, and this is probably the most important thing because this has been an ongoing debate here. Why no double stuffed Oreo cookies for oh you? Oh my god! This gosh. is like this Listen, is this, is this is my baffles PSA annons, me because the, the, the best the part world. is the middle part, no, and you get twice part the amount. No, that
2: not that that. Ugh, that oily, yucky, <laughs> coating, frosting-y thing in the middle. No. Best part is the cookie, people. And if you can't understand that, I don't know what to do with you, JP, the rest <laughs> of you Yahoo's in there. I, don't, I just don't know. Um, see, now you
1: use Yahoo a different I know, way. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're uh, kind oh. of a Yahoo.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's gross. And, and I'm telling you, I'm stumping. My campaign will be get rid the world no, of double no. double stuff. I that, may be alone on an island. Yeah, um, you'll, you'll
1: be voted off. But,
2: but yeah, no. Um, if you guys could go to the store right now and get some regular Oreos. No. The thin ones, in no. fact. That would actually make. See, I don't,
1: food. I don't eat a lot of cookies. So when I do, I want the max out yeah, and the double dude. stuff. No, maxes but see, it out. you've
2: come to camp in the best shape, best shape of your life. Five
1: nine and a half, bucks sixty-seven. I
2: mean, at this point, <laughs> you're way less than me. So, so yeah, you should probably lay off the double stuff. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I thought that was going. Anyway, thank you, Kimberly, for joining me. Thanks for having All me. All right. After this break, I'll be back with you to share some of my thoughts on what I saw from the Redskins early and there's one standout in particular that you may wanna know about. Welcome back. And now here are my thoughts on what I saw from the Redskins early in practice. Let's start with the quarterbacks. And let's first, before I get into how some of those guys looked, again, it's first day, but how they, more importantly, what was the rotation? Well, it started off Case Keenum, then Colt McCoy, and then Dwayne Haskins. That was the rotation. They each got a chance to work with the first offensive line, such that it is without Trent Williams here, but it is the first line for now. And even Dwayne Haskins was able to take reps not only with the first line, but against the first defense at times. But again, it was Keenum, McCoy, and then Haskins. Now, Jay Gruden said that the challenge will be getting all those guys the right amount of reps. I talked to him about this topic in March, if you remember my podcast from at that time. And one of the things that he said is, first of all, he doesn't like two-man competitions, let alone three, because of how hard it is to divide the reps. So they have to be pretty creative. And so I think you saw that with with Haskins. Yeah, they, you know, he's not maybe not going to whether or not he starts. I mean. But you need to get him work with the first line and you need to get him work against the top defense because if you're just putting him up against the, you know, third string defense, I don't think he's going to progress as fast as they need him to. So little things you can do to help in that. Now, how do they look? Let's start with the veterans. I thought the veterans looked like veterans on the first day of camp. I mean, Colt McCoy, for a guy who was not here all spring, looked pretty good, but he looked like a guy who knew the offense, knew where the ball needed to go and when and was pretty on target. So, good sign from him. I mean it's not like they were perfect not like they were just tearing it up but just from an operational standpoint that's how he looked And I think like Case Keenum one of the things that you see there's some guys just play with confidence. I think that's Keenum and that's one of the things that the Redskins were drawn to. Again not like he has this. He's not sitting there going to set the world on fire watching him practice but he did he did operate it fine. I mean they both I think they both threw a pick on um, some scrambles and <clears throat> whatever but um, overall, ran it the way it probably needed to be, not close to where they really need to get to. So as far as hasking goes, um, you, again, you still always see the talent, some of the same stuff, but what you saw too, you, see, you still see a guy who still, he's gonna take a little bit of time to get used to the speed and where he needs to go, when, and you saw some of the inaccuracy that Jay Gruden has talked about at times on some throws of the flat, just more at the feet, a little bit wide, Tight end Jordan Reed made a nice catch on one of those balls, so that's you know was slightly uneven for him. But again, to be expected, he's a rookie. What I liked from Haskins is that he was the last, he was one of the last guys off the practice field. He and Darius Geis were working together. Uh, Haskins was taking snaps out of the shotgun and then throwing some passes to Geis down the field. So I think, and then they all they went and signed autographs, but. That, that's pretty much what Haskins is. He is a worker, and so I think the good thing for him and the Redskins is that working does not intimidate him, and I think that's what he's going to have to keep doing to progress because it's, you know, he's going to, I think he's a, he's a, he is a smart kid, and Jay Gruden talked about um, Thursday morning about how uh, the poise that he plays with, but I think some of that, that's confidence, but that's also confidence from knowing what you're doing, and I think that's what he'll ultimately get to, But that's what we saw from on the first day. Now, next thought. You'll like this one, and I know what you're probably going to say. The tight end Jordan Reed, I thought, really looked good. And yes, I know, bubble wrap, get him to the season. I know all that. But what I also know is that last year at this time, he was not participating. In fact, it was around this time last year that he even started running after his toe surgery. So he is at a major difference. There's a major difference where he's at physically from a year ago. It took him a while to catch back up in terms of get regain his explosiveness last year during the season. It, t- it takes some time when you're going up against NFL talent. Well, today, the first day, you saw that, and you saw that in seven-on-sevens, or excuse me, one-on-ones, went up against Landon Collins a couple times. The first time, well, he left Collins on the ground. He he's cut inside, cut back, cut outside, cut back inside. Collins fell to the outside. Reed made an open grab over the middle. Now you take those one-on-ones for what they're worth, but it was the explosiveness and the plant and cut that you have to take from that, regardless of, you know, I know people are going to scream about Collins, you can't cover tight ends, whatever, but I'm I'm going to take more of a look at Jordan Reed in that situation because in the 11-on-11s, I thought Collins covered better. Um, But in the one-on-ones, that was really vintage Reed. And you saw some more of that during the 11-on-11s as well. Reed caught several balls, nice one-handed grab, like I said earlier. But I thought it was the cutting and the explosiveness that he showed on day one that, may, that shows just how far he is compared to this time last year. And he was still productive last year. So I think, as long, you know, again, cross your fingers, cross your toes, do whatever you want, get him the season healthy. I know, I know, I know. But a good start for Jordan Reed. All right, let's take a look at the young receivers. All right, I'm going to include a few guys here. Trey Quinn. Because he is still young. And, you know, working the slot, this passing game is going to go inside, outside. That means Jordan Reed. That means Trey Quinn. And one thing, one of the things, I, Trey Quinn, whether or not he, he's not going to be Jamison Crowder because they're, they're different types of players. I think Crowder's feet at the line are quicker. But I, what I like about, about Trey Quinn is he knows how to separate at the top of routes, whether it's with the body nudge or just a good plant. and dry, He knows how to drive guys off. And you saw that a couple of times today. Um, so I think that was a good sign for him. One note on Cam Sims. He told me that, well, actually, you heard this on, on the podcast earlier, so I don't know why I'm mentioning it, but he's going to work inside as well. So, um, at times. And then two other receivers, Kelvin Harmon and Terry McLaurin, the rookies. McLaurin had a nice, did a nice job in a one-on-one against Troy Apke and turned him around with the post corner. Uh, Apke fell to the inside, cuts back outside, wide open, just a nice move by the rookie. And... Um, during the 11-11s, I thought he made he made a couple catches there. Uh, you know what you saw just like with he and Harmon, you saw signs of what the Redskins like. With Harmon, there was one play in particular, a deep, a deep um, back shoulder pass from Case Keenum, and on the play, he's being ridden down the field by Adonis Alexander, and Alexander's a big guy. But what what I saw from that is that he didn't budge Harmon off of his spot. He gave Keenum a chance to give he gave him room to make the throw and gave himself room to come back on that play. And I think that's where you saw some of the strength. The other thing I like from those two is when there were running plays. Both Harmon and McLaurin did a good job of getting their feet and their hands in the right place and seemed to understand how to use leverage in the run game. So let's see how that progresses. Um, Running backs, uh, Adrian Peterson and and Darius Geis, were splitting reps. They walked out on the field together. I think they seemed to have a pretty good rapport and I think you know Geis felt really good after practice about what he showed and the fact that he's back. Listen, you know we thought he'd be limited to start the camp, and I think there were there was definitely I that's what I was hearing from the Redskins. They felt like he'd probably be limited because of the ACL, maybe because of the hamstring, but definitely because of the ACL. So he is at a better point than I think that they thought he would be even a week or two ago. So um, that was that's there. And then the last guy I want to throw that I'm going to leave you with and Chase Rouye is not practicing yet, had issue with his leg in the off season, so he's still not out there. Uh, Tony um, Bergstrom was working as the number one center, but the guy that I really kinda got my attention a little bit was Ross Piercebacher, the rookie center that he drafted this this past spring, Um, worked with the number two line as a center. What I really liked from him is the, the, the ability to anchor, but the footwork and the base were really, really good. And so all it did, all it means is I'm going to keep my eye on him more throughout training camp because um, you know I just I liked what I saw from him without pads on in limited action on the first day of camp. That's it. But I you but he did show the good base and he showed some strength and that's a good start for him. So let's keep our eye on him. And that's all for you today. Thank you to Yahoo's Kimberly Martin and the Redskins Cam Sims for joining me. And as always. Thank you for listening. We'll be doing more of these updates throughout training camp, so please keep tuning in.